He's my aesthetic branding marketing entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs, and you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. Greetings, and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. We have a great episode, which I almost titled WTF is an OBM because I don't think anyone knows what an OBM is, but I think I, instead I called it like behind the scenes of an OBM. So like BTS of an OBM, because we're just going to alphabet soup our way through this episode. Catherine yeah. Lamantry is here. Hi, Catherine. Hi. WTF hey. would have been more appropriate because that's kind of how I talk. So. It's kind of on brand, isn't yeah, it? it? So is. WTF is an OBM, but also Catherine, longtime friend, good mm-hmm. good friend of the pod, as they say in the podcasting world. <laughs> longtime listener, first time caller. Exactly. <laughs> we can just like gab about work stuff forever. And we always have a million mm-hmm. ideas. Even before this podcast, we were like, oh, we could do this together and we could do that together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I love well, we're both complaining about drowning in work. So it's like, yep. and want, both want to go to the beach. So, yep. you know, pick your poison. But for anyone who doesn't know you yet and maybe missed the Instagram portion of this interview, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Catherine Lamandry, and I am an OBM, which is an online business manager. Um, I do. It is what I do. It's not who I am. I will tell you that. Like I, mm-hmm. I love to just kind of keep that separate in my life. Um, but online business management, I love. And because of who I am, it's why what I is what I do because I am definitely a super organized creative that kind of mashes up. And with online business management, I'm able to step into the realm of helping small businesses and entrepreneurs like really excel at the things that they're not good at doing and fill in the gaps as essentially the business manager that is not on their staff. So kind of that that lady, you know, the the office manager we always had in your office that now it's all done digitally. So I'm the one that's interfacing with clients, helping, you know, kind of doing some assistant work as needed, but really doing project management and getting things done while you're actually able to work with your clients directly. All from the comfort of your sweatpants in your apartment. Always. Oh yeah. The best way. So OBM is somewhat of a new term. So if you, you're just hearing it for the first time, like some of the people were on Instagram, don't be alarmed that that's the case. Um, but OBM and a VA, which is a virtual assistant, sometimes get confused. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the two of those? I think, and I will point out, I didn't know what an OBM was until I started doing this. Cause one of my friends actually said, you should do this. And I said, I don't know what it is. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and when she described it to me, I said, that is my calling. So, um, and I, I think one of the reasons I personally love it so much is because I just love helping people accomplish what they want to accomplish and succeed. And so the difference within that, uh, to answer your question of the difference of an online business manager and the virtual assistant is kind of within the names. Your VA is the person that's going to help manage a calendar, but they're taking direction from the business owner or from whoever their supervisor is. Whereas the online business manager is handling projects. They actually might be giving direction to your staff and they're troubleshooting things and taking things off your plate that you typically would do yourself. So whether it's, you know, billing, marketing, you know, 
different type of revenue generators or figuring out revenue streams, writing emails, and really handling that client interface, that's the type of thing that an OBM is going to do, whereas the VA is really kind of doing behind the scenes work. Absolutely. And there's so much that can happen with an OBM that gives you kind of that next level professionalism. We were kind of talking about this between the the Instagram and the podcast portion of like having someone whose sole role within your business is to make sure the whole thing freaking runs smoothly is not only a godsend, but it's a, it's wonderful from the client experience because now they have a point person that's not necessarily the business owner that can help them with the like day-to-day, the mundane, the minutiae. So walk us through some of the tasks that you help to take care of on a, a day-to-day basis for your clients. As you just said, one of the, the main things I do is really serve as that interface between my client, the business owner, and their clients. So a lot of times, I mean, actually, while I've been sitting here, I, I got it text that was like, Hey, can you follow up with this person? Like on billing, because it's making sure that the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, you know? And so on a daily basis, I'm going in to their business and actually going through emails, following up with vendors, making sure that things are edited properly before anything goes out, whether it's on social media, marketing, even developing internal documents and outward facing materials for them, like putting together their, you know, helping them put together a branding guide if they're a new brand and Mm -hmm. they don't have that. I'm Mm -hmm. doing that with one of my clients and actually helping them and saying, oh, you know what? I have a lawyer that can take care of your trademarking your LLC and you just handle it for them. So now the business owner doesn't have to do it. So there's a variety of things. And I'm also in my, in my past life, I was a event planner for 13 years, which is why I'm so organized, but it also allows me to do events for my clients without having to outsource that work to anybody else. Absolutely. What were some of the qualities that you think would make for a really great OBM? If somebody's listening to this and they're like, this sounds like something maybe I would want to do or, or I need to hire for, like what, what qualities should you look for in someone like who would be taking on your kind of role? Somebody that cares about your business when you interview them and somebody who you get along well with. You don't need to be their friend, but you need to be friendly and have an open, honest dialogue with them. I think one thing I tell all of my clients up front, I said, if you hate something that I do or you, I send you something in Canva and it's not what you want, just tell me. Like mm-hmm. I will not, I will change it because it's not mine, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is, the OBM, I enjoy going in and helping my clients succeed and expand their businesses and grow their businesses. And that makes me excited for them. But it's something that I, it's what they have. It's not my product, right? So right. I just want to make sure that whatever I'm doing for them, whether it's working on something professionally that they're going to put out to clients or put on their website just making sure everything looks the way it's supposed to, because we are, we are, a lot of times we see ourselves within our brands or as a representation, but also finding that sweet spot. Cause we were talking earlier about too, how like, you know, you can post something on Instagram stories and misspell a word and like, look, it happens. Like we've all done it before. It doesn't mm-hmm. spell check. And it's, you know, having the grace to also as an OBM say, Hey, you know what? I messed this up and here's how I fixed it. Or here's how I remedied it. Um, and taking responsibility for the business as if it's yours as well. 
Totally. I think the quality that I look for most in the people that I want to work with is like come to me with a solution, not a problem. 100%. So instead of like recognizing, oh, this isn't really working right. Michelle, you should do something about that. It's more here's how I noticed that this wasn't working right before you, Michelle, noticed it. And I've already come up with these three different solutions that we could take. Which course of action do you want to go with? That as a business owner would be like, Ah, heaven, because you're taking out the the grunt work of organizing all those ideas and the systems and the processes and the and you're presenting a solution. And for someone who wants to move fast and has a lot on their plate or just really wants to scale to that next level where they're not changed to their computer every day of their life, then like having those that communication, I feel like must be super important to you. Organization, transparency. I mean, there's so many qualities that I think there's also takes a detail orientedness that I feel I just don't inherently have. So how important would you say is like detail, like attention to detail to an OBM? Like if you were to go on an OBM's website and there, God forbid, there's a typo on mine as I'm saying this, but if there's like typos everywhere or the links don't work and things don't click through, that's questionable. But like, you know, also realizing everybody's human and that stuff can happen. But recently I had a client and I was doing a bunch of editing. I was actually building out their Dubsado. So I was in their website, pulling information into the Dubsado as we're building out their different packages. And I noticed that there were a ton of typos. And it's the kind of thing that if you were on their website and you read it quick, you it, you would notice it. Like it wasn't just a little thing here and there. And I just went in and fixed it. And I just said, hey, there were some typos on the website. I fixed it. It's like being two steps ahead. They don't need to know. Yeah. And I just did it versus saying, telling them what I did and what I found and how bad it was. It's like, I just, you just solved the problem. And then they don't need to know how bad it was. Like you just take care of it. And that's, I think the difference again, between that OBM and a virtual assistant of like Mm -hmm. OBM, the goal of bringing on an OBM is to grow with you and allow, like be someone who can help you in your blind spots and that your success, like you're running kind of parallel to each other versus I feel like with a VA, the VA would be, would have been expected to have been told, Hey, there's typos in my website. I want you to fix them. And then the business owner would still have to oversee that. Number one, that task got got done. Number two, it got done to standard. Number three, it got done on a reasonable timeframe. Like I don't have time for that. That's too much stuff. That's way too much stuff. So Again, we're just kind of pointing out the differences between OBM and a VA, but also you have like, you've tried every tool under the sun and people always ask me about project management tools. I have an episode about it, but I need to now re-record an episode because I'm going to be integrating Dubsado as well. So talk about some of your favorite tools for creative business owners. Well, obviously Canva is amazing. We all love Canva. My favorites are that I use every single day. Canva, Planoly, because I handle three or four social media accounts. ClickUp is my favorite. It's newer. It's a project management tool. So if you've been using Asana or Trello or even Basecamp, ClickUp is worth a look. What I love about ClickUp is that it kind of looked at the other ones that have come before it and said, we think that this makes the most sense and took things from the other ones that worked. What I also really like is you can, there's like four or five different ways that you can actually look, visually look at the information. So they've integrated all different charts and all sorts of grids or, you know, if you like things in columns, put in columns. If you like it on a document, it goes on a document or checklist. So it really allows you to look at things differently, which I like. And I think on a project management side, it's great, uh, a really great tool. 
totally on the right track. I was going to say also that tools become kind of this, it's one of these like necessary evils I feel for businesses. And especially when you're an online business owner, like your expenses are pretty freaking low. It's not like you're running a coffee shop where you have to like buy supplies and buy the cups and pay the staff and blah, blah, blah. Like you really can keep your expenses quite low. Um, And the conversation that's constantly happening within the Facebook group is like, I really want Adobe Creative. What are the alternatives to the Adobe Creative Suite? I really want it, but it's so expensive. Or I really want this project management tool, but it's expensive, so I'm not going to use it. And we talked on the Instagram portion about like, okay, well, what is your time cost? And what is the, what is the benefit of having some of these tools solve your problems for you? But where I'm at is like, now I have so many tools and so many of them do the same thing. So like Canva, for example, rolled out content scheduling haven't even started playing with that. I've been using Later for all my content scheduling and Later offers things that Canva doesn't, obviously. Then you have like a Squarespace. Squarespace syncs with Acuity, not Calendly. So I have a Calendly, a Squarespace, a Squarespace for my email marketing. I've got now with Dubsado going to be handling a lot of that stuff within Dubsado, right? So it's like, okay. So well, then you I've have been... to make sure everything in Dubsado syncs, like they only sync with a certain number of payment processes. Mm-hmm. And then you have your whole Google yeah. Drive suite. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm a little bit in over my head of how many Mm -hmm. things I've got going, but this is why it's so expensive, so important for me anyway, to have my hands in my business. Because when you look at what all those subscriptions and fees are, you start to see like, okay, you can't live off $40 an hour in Southern California. (laughs) if like you're paying for all these tools and paying taxes, right? So not that your tools should then justify your price point, but there is an inherent cost of doing business. Yeah for anyone. So for somebody who's like, oh, well, in OBM, that sounds really expensive. Like, I don't really know. How do you kind of explain to them what the value of having somebody take some of that stuff off their plate is for us in terms of like ROI? It's one of the best ways to grow your business is to hire somebody, whether it's a VA or an OBM, it, you know, just hire help because it's allowing you to take time back. And when you look at your hourly rate, that's where you can look at, say, okay, I outsource X, Y, I, I think I can outsource X, Y, and Z, and I can actually pay someone 20 bucks or 30 bucks an hour to do this while I'm charging 40, 50, 60. Well, you just made money without doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, and once you can th- get things off your plate and you're allowing yourself more free time, that's the time you fill with more clients. Because when you you reach your client load, which actually just happened to me, I reached my client load and my business coach said, all right, what are you doing? That's a waste of time that you don't like to do. And how how are we going to get this off your plate and outsource it? And that's essentially what I'm doing. You know, everyone needs to be told that even though I'm actually doing it for other people. But completely that allows my client when they hire me for even 10 hours a month, that's 10 hours. If they're charging 50 bucks an hour, that's $500, you know, of their own time or whatever it is that they can now say, okay, I've just freed up 10 hours and now I can go out. I can go find four more clients in that 10 hours because I'm not, or just get a break or, or just take, take a break a day off, right? Take like, a day off. Yeah. Yeah. And get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm good for this month. And I think this is a, a trap and, and you and I, have also been like around a lot of female entrepreneurs and like female entrepreneurship in general is like, there's kind of this hustle and grind culture and I'm 1000% a victim of it. I have been up until like midnight every night this week working and not because like, 
it's no one's fault but my own, truly, of like not managing my own calendar well and not managing boundaries and expectations well for clients. So to go back to the beginning of like having an OBM, I mean, if I had had someone like yourself like six months ago, maybe I would be in a totally different place, right? Because I wouldn't be the person dependent on running my own calendar and doing bookkeeping and doing project management and managing my team and and still having to churn out design work. Like it's a lot to ask of one person. So I think that it does, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, it's it's really entrepreneurship is like a constantly evolving game. I love the game. Like I truly do. But man, when it's when you're in a low, it can feel super low and super overwhelming and alone. And you've also been like a master of the pivot. You've changed careers. You've changed paths a few times. I mean, now- I started my this business, which, yeah, I mean, I started this business in November, the end of November. And it was like a time in my life where I was had an event planning business that I had started in 2019. So, you know, last year wasn't ideal for event planning. And I really took time for myself. I was able to like sustain, you know, for those months and took time for myself and really wrote down, I wrote down on a piece of paper what I am good at doing. Yes. Oh, such a valuable exercise though. And I literally just like wrote a bunch of things down um, because I knew that my skill set translated and something I've always really enjoyed is I worked at a nonprofit for 13 years and I always admired my board and particularly my mentor who used her skill set to just really help those around her. Okay. I can't, I have to tell you this. A text just popped up on my Mm -hmm. computer, on my phone. And it said, all your hard work is about to pay off. Stay focused. You got this. Was this a fortune cookie? Is this a fairy godmother? It sounds like it. No, it's Lewis Howes. Like I, I love Lewis Howes okay. from the School of Greatness podcast and I'm on his text messages and they just send texts like that every so often. So, But I think, I mean, there, but... in knowing you, right. So in knowing you from November when you started this, oh, I'm going right. to do like online business management to now you just said like you're at capacity client wise. That's huge. Like that's not been that much time. So I think that again, like not to say that you have like that you've got all the answers either. Like it takes a lot of hard work in figuring it out, but you can get to that point where now you're looking to outsource stuff, which is like, that's a pretty big transformation in just a few months for a, a business that you didn't even know that you were going to be running. Psst. Are you enjoying today's episode so far? The Kiss My Aesthetic podcast runs on coffee. This is our lifeblood and our jet fuel to keep on creating amazing content for you guys on branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship. And if you feel so inclined, you get a quick break from this episode. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash mkwcreativeco and throw a few dollars our way, kind of like a virtual tip jar, so we can keep creating these awesome podcasts for you and for this incredible community. Now back to today's episode. So what are some of the bigger like hurdles you've gotten over? Like what were those, those challenges or the mental, I love that you sat down and wrote down everything that you were good at. Like that's such, I feel like you got to what you can now offer people that way. Right. Absolutely. And with women entrepreneurs in particular, I feel like we tend to have imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. a lot and, or feeling like we're not doing a good enough job for our clients or like that someone's always being failed, right? Like we're either Mm -hmm. failing our family, our kids or uh, our friends. Like I don't, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So it's like, but I feel like I'm failing my clients or my, or my friends. Like, cause I, you know, one or the other. And I really try to make an effort to not say, oh, I have to get, I have all this work to do. I have so much to do. 
And I try to say like, I get to do all this stuff because I think saying I get to do this, it is, I get to do this. I love what I do. And I don't love every project, but I love all my clients. And I think that that's one of the big things that I've really dug into is when I bring clients on, I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. And I have, I had one experience where somebody came across shiny and new and it seemed really great. And something about it was a little bit off, but I took them on and it was a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And luckily it was just a project-based thing. But I've also, you know, had somebody where we've met and we've sent a contract over and I didn't have good feelings about it. And I just, you know, kindly was like, Hey, like when you're ready, like let's work together in the future. Because at the time it didn't feel good to me. And I believe that if I, when I close the door on one thing, it's allowing me to open the space for the people that I do want to work with. Totally. And you're really good at reminding me of this as well. Like you send me calendar reminders for happy hour because otherwise I will not leave my computer because I am that person that like I set a huge ass lofty goal for myself. And even if I like two years ago, I couldn't even fathom of making the kind of money that I'm now making. Like it didn't even like cross my at all. Like I used to have hat months where like if I had a a five figure month, I'd get a hat. Now I have to make a hat month because I have my expenses are that much that like I need to pay now for my team, for my systems, for my tools, for the things that I'm doing, for the investments I'm making in my business, like paying a lawyer, doing all these things. So all of a sudden that goal that felt so like, oh yeah, I'm like scratching this or I'm going to get a new hat. This like that my business is a 180 from what that used to be. And it's just crazy, like how much change can happen. I don't think like, I definitely don't slow down enough to like notice that and take note of it. But it's it's really fascinating because your business, like it shifts and changes. And, and it's crazy to think that where I'm trying to head this year is again, like I couldn't even picture doing that two years ago, just like you, you couldn't picture having a full client load by November to now and almost June. Like that's really, it's I did do a vision planner and I feel like I actually had written that down and I need to find it and look at it Yeah, and see, I think you did the same one and I need to look at it and see, because I'm the kind of person that like would have written that down. And like, I was going to take a tropical vacation because everything would be open. So we'll see. But I think what you touched on though, is so true that people forget, like the busier you are and the more money you're making, you wouldn't be in the position you're in unless you had a team. Totally. Absolutely. Right? So it's like you have to make that decision for yourself. And guess what? It's okay if you don't want to be a giant CEO of an agency. Like, quite frankly, that's not my goal. Like, I love what I'm doing. And I love taking this skill set and giving back to the people around me the way that my my mentor did. But know? it's also the imposter syndrome of the myth of entrepreneurship is that you see someone who hits you with that, oh, you know, this is how I had a six-figure course launch. It's like, okay, yeah, great. You had a six-figure course launch. If you paid out 70K in ads right. and then another 40K for this, like, okay, maybe you're even in the red. Like there's a lot of things that I think are unknowns that don't often pop up to the surface, but it's also a thing of like, I'm chasing this big ass number which is great, but then am I sacrificing my time for myself? 100%. Am I sacrificing the quality of the product for my client? Am I taking on too many people? Like I'm about ready to be like, 
fuck it for August. I'm taking a sabbatical, no projects, no clients, nothing like, yeah. see ya. Like I've got it. Like, what am I doing this for? What am I doing? Staying up so late to, to work? Like it's fun. And don't get like, I love my clients and they're really cool, but it does come to that point. Can you, can you hear the burnout? I'm hearing my own burnout in my <laughs> I'm clearly like therapizing myself on this episode. It's 100% <laughs> true. And like, we talk about this and I, I have an amazing client that came on and it's through November and I'm so excited. I'm like, I love them so much. And it's a lot like they have, I think, taken the place of like two to three clients and they're fantastic. And I'm looking at myself going and my calendar going, I actually do want to take a travel, tropical vacation mm-hmm. at some point or like go uh, back to Europe as things are opening. And I'm like, I don't know when I can do that. And, and then I had to go... Mm-hmm you deserve to do this. And we all do. We all deserve that space and time for ourselves. And I totally agree with you that something comes in where you need to decide, like, what is my time worth? What is my mental health worth? Because when we compromise that, we're not going to show up well for anybody else, including ourselves. Right. And it's also the, I mean, I don't mean to say like I wake up and I'm immediately on my computer all day long because I'm I'm not. It's just. I fall victim to that though. Right. But it's Mm -hmm. also the feeling of like, I do have extreme flexibility, but then in the hours that I work, I feel that my time could be better spent doing like things smoother, you know, and then budgeting in those breaks and not letting my 15 minute discovery call calendar be publicly available because that's turning out to be, it eats up all my time on my calendar. Right. And now by the time I'm talking to a client, if I've already had six calls that day, I'm toast. Well, and that's where them the attention they deserve. No, your OBM can come in and like, instead of, I don't know how yours is run, but like, I'm really careful with my clients, like even mm-hmm. setting up Dubsado, how it'll, you can set up the client intake form. So if you don't know what Dubsado is, it's a, a client management system. So they can fill out the intake form and then you can either review it or it will automatically trigger the calendar invite. And I personally think your client intake form is where you weed out the bad apples, right? Like totally. And and that's, I think so many times people are like, I'll talk to anybody. And you know what? In the beginning, that's great. But yes. you know, for someone like you who says, this is how much my projects are up front. Are you really, are you willing and able to pay for this in full the second we book your project? And once they say right. yes, that's when you get on the phone with them, you know? Right. And that's what I'm excited for with Dubsado because that I kind of have that set up now, but there's still like people that like kind of slip through the cracks who they, a good client fit for me is somebody that I probably already know or have already interacted yeah. with on social media. Who's like, Hey, I wanted to work with you for this long and I've been saving my pennies so that I can work with you because I'm dying to get, you know, into that universe. Um, so it's thinking about what that looks like. Now it's a totally, like I said, it's a different business model. My business model has shifted from new client recruitment to existing client retention. And then if it's existing client retention, what the heck am I supposed to be posting on social media? Like it's now it's like my social media is different. And now I'm starting to see that benefit of like, do you entrepreneur separate yourself from your agency? Because now I have a team and I want to give them real estate on my social and celebrate their wins. But then it's like, does that go alongside like pictures of my dog? I don't know. Like does that entrepreneurship now 
get segmented out. Like I'm starting to understand the value of that. Whereas beforehand, everything was so intertwined because it was like, oh, if you work with MKW Creative Co, you work with me. But now my time is becoming more and more rare. So I don't want to necessarily promise that. I don't want to necessarily say, and I want to hire people on my team that are so freaking talented where I can look at the client and say, yeah, you're going to want to work with so-and-so because they're going to be either just as good as me or better than me. And we're going to all work on your stuff together. Right. So it does like kind of become this shift of, of business models, literally, but it's a different ball game. It's exciting, but it's something, it's something I've never done before. And something you've never done before. Well, you've had corporate experience well, on the other side. That's where you, you know, you are the brand. You are your brand in the sense of like, it's literally your name. I mean, mine is too, I guess. But with your team members, you're giving them directive of like, this is how exactly. MKW Creative Co. interacts with this Instagram account. Like, this is how we interact. Like, this is how we speak when we comment. And then this is how, how our brands are. And that's where as the leader, that's our ultimate responsibility. And then as the online business manager, I'm doing the same thing where I'm stepping in as this client or as a complete representative of the client outward facing, whether it's on social media or wherever it is. And that's where, yeah, maybe they don't know that they're dealing with me versus whoever my client is. Or the same thing with you is like, but as long as you say, hey, this is my team and my team does this, that's what somebody wants because it's messaging. It's the messaging. It's yeah. It's a total tune-up. It's a messaging. It's positioning. It's a tune. It's it's like a going in for your yearly physical, right? It's like let's take the metrics here. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's figure out who's happy, who's not happy. What's what's yeah. working? What's not working? And it's like that takes a whole. Whereas myself, it was always just me doing that. And now it's like, oh shit! Now there's other people at play, and I have to like take all their feelings and thoughts into consideration as well, of course, right? So it's that's just where a boundaries come in too. Totally, and the boundaries thing is something that can get pushed, but. I mean, I feel that I, with my own boundaries, it's like, it's because I get more mad at myself than anyone else. <laughs> well, we all do. And I think we, I mean, at least a handful of my friends and I have been working because I actually hate the boundaries discussion because people see it as fences and it's not a fence. It's a, it's a line of like, this is how I receive and give respect. And mm-hmm. that's how I see it. Whereas like for me, I have it in my contract that you can contact me Monday through Friday, nine to five. And like, look, I might text and I have clients that text me after that or before that or on the weekends and that's fine, but there isn't an expectation for me to answer them. Right. Or if I send them something on a Saturday morning, I don't assume they're going to get back to me, you know, and just having that open space, but also like, you know, being flexible if there is something that we know we're jamming through over the weekend. But I think that's a lot of the stuff that we have to just pay attention to. And then also, because we're, you know, kind of touching on this, like, just you have to decide for yourself, like how close do I want to be to somebody that's mm-hmm. my client mm-hmm. or my team member? Like I have a client who I would consider now a really good friend and mm-hmm. it works for us, but in the dynamic that I have with her, it works. And my right. other clients, I love to death. Like I don't bring anyone on. I don't like to be honest, like, so, and I love building True. relationships But I also think to have giving yourself that space because it allows people to understand that like they can't walk all over you. Absolutely. Yeah. If you could give yourself a piece of advice when you started in November, based on where you are now in almost June, what would you have told yourself? That's a good question. (laughs) 
The first, well, so we can talk about the first thing I thought was don't sign up for Dubsado. But the reason I say that, (laughs) the reason I say that is because it was something that somebody said, oh, you have to have this. And I signed up for it. And guess what? I don't need it. Like I use it now, but I don't need it for what I paid. And it's not that expensive. It's pretty reasonable for what it does. But for what I needed it for, I didn't need to spend that much money. It's overkill. But I love it. And my, I have a handful of clients who I've done build outs for recently and they all need it. But I think for me, it's take it slow, figure out what you need. And when you think mm-hmm. you need help, take some time, take another week or two and write down where you need the help before you start getting trigger happy and, you know, downloading programs you don't need or hiring somebody, so hiring you know, a VA when you needed an OBM or hiring an OBM when you actually just needed a VA, like, and really and figuring gonna that make out. Mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. And I think, it, I mean, even listening to myself and both of us talk over the last, you know, 30 minutes here, it's like, trust your gut. Like if you're feeling something, then, then you probably are right more times than not. Like, and just trust when, you know, I've been creative burnout before. I've been on this stuff, done this rodeo before. It's nothing new. It's just like, okay, how how is it this happening again? And how, what are the signs that can kind of like prevent me from going down a path of being a burnout, right? And for yourself too, it's like, okay, how do you set boundaries? I love what you said about like respect. Boundaries aren't fences. It's just about this is how I like receive and give respect like completely because the dream client is not going to be texting you eight times a day and DMing you saying, did you see my text? Like that's not dream client behavior. That's crazy behavior. I'm I'm a big golfer. I like got into golf um, right before I started my business actually. And you know, golf takes four hours if you're going to go play a round of golf. And I would feel guilty sometimes knowing a client would like text me on a, on a Thursday, I would be playing golf with my aunt and I feel guilty. And I thought, you know, I'm trying to remember the exact wording. I saw this post. It was lovely. I think I favorited it on um, Instagram, but it said something like how you choose to spend your time is nobody else's business. And just True. because you're how you are spending your time does not mean that you are taking away time from anybody else. And it's like, you know, I might golf in the middle of the day on a Tuesday, but my clients don't know that means I'm staying up till 10 or 11 to get but, all the Or you done. got your jobs done. You got your freaking job done and you're not anyone's employee. So you like, if you want to go golf, go freaking golf. It's the same thing. I think it's, I kind of fall into this trap with doing Instagram lives for the logos because people are like, oh my gosh, how do you have so many creative ideas and do this stuff? And it's like, yeah, but like, I enjoy going live. Like this is the work that I get, I have to, have to get to, right? So that whole balance. I get to work for really cool clients. I also get to share behind the scenes. It's nobody's forcing me and I get to choose when I work. So here I was complaining about staying up late, but like I decided to go meet you for lunch yesterday and then go do other stuff and take my dog on an hour long walk. So these are all choices and like everything is a choice that either like there's always going to be that positive what's it's like every action has an equal and opposite reaction like there's always going to be pros and cons to what you choose to do and when you choose to do it so i think with the entrepreneurship thing it's like the dogs are wrestling (laughs) full wrestle wrestlemania anyway all that to just like close it off with a nice bow trust your gut set your boundaries what else do we have as like a piece of advice for somebody in entrepreneurship? Take the time to decide what you actually need before you fully jump in. Like get your feet wet before you fully jump in and commit to anything. And honestly, use Google for that stuff. There are so many wonderful things out there that really compare 
the different types of, you know, project management systems, or even like, what do you actually need? And, you know, shoot, look at it. If you're looking at an OBM, do I need an OBM or VA? Look at a bunch of them on Instagram, see what they're doing and DM them and ask them like, ask them questions. Like for me, I'm not the kind of person that's going to say like, Oh, go to my website and book a discovery call. Like if you have a couple questions, I'll, I'll answer them in for sure. a DM. Cause I'd rather help somebody and have them come back in six months when they were like ready to actually use me, than you know, scare them off because I was trying to charge them 150 bucks to talk to them for 10 minutes, you know? Totally. And know what you're good at, know what you're good at and know what the first things you'd want to outsource would be. Cause now I'm about to do this this afternoon and write down all the things that I'm good at. And then all the things I'd like to pass off. That's my own homework yeah. for myself. After this no, episode. I agree. Well, if somebody does want to reach out to you and get more information about being an OBM or hiring an OBM, how can they do that? My Instagram is probably the best or uh, my website. They're both the same name. It's katherinelemantry.com. I'm hoping you'll put it in the show notes because... Catherine with an A. Catherine Two A's. With an A. Two A's. K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And your fun fact for the day is the K of MKW Creative Co. is also for Catherine. Yeah. Like K-A-T-H-R-Y-N in a 90s way with the Y. Yes. Yeah. Stuck in the Y there. Well, so. then you have a sister named Catherine who's spelled differently. Catherine I think that's hilarious. Like yeah. three different well, ways to spell it. She was supposed to be Allison, but then they decided on Catherine last minute. So it's a great yeah, name. Yeah, there's lots of Ks. Yeah. yeah. Mine's after Catherine Hepburn. Ooh, love it. That's where they got the spelling. I didn't know that. Okay. Who's All also right. a badass bitch, so. Uh, yeah there we go well thanks everyone for joining us and uh don't forget to rate and subscribe and review and and follow and do all the other activities click i don't know download what you have to do with the podcast clearly i'm a pro at this podcasting stuff um and connect with Catherine, and we'll see you in the facebook group kiss my aesthetic see ya bye Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to come on over to the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group, same name as the podcast. And lastly, if you're looking for those resources, links, or anything else we talked about on today's episode, you can find those on my website, mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Catch you next time.